and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast! Yeah. It's been so long and we are, of course, completely sticking to the theme of the <laughs> podcast, which is why it's so still appropriate, so appropriately called the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire podcast. Yes. Isn't it, Chip? Yes. Right? Yes. Right? That's right, MC. And you interrupted my usual uh, introduction, so let's go. <laughs> my name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined, as I always was, by MC. That would be me. And yeah, well, this, as MC has alluded to, this is this is the podcast. It's a rebrand. But not the podcast. Mm. So, obviously, the original run of How I Ripped Off finished a while ago now. It's been a while yeah. since we've done this. And we always kind of like, you know what? We had the best time doing this. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Mm. How could we bring it back? And mm. we were always trying to think of ways that we could do it. And it was like, well, do I write more? But then it wouldn't have the same yeah, thing. Yeah. It would be kind of forced mm. humour. Uh, and then we looked at possibly doing fan fiction like other people had written hmm. from back in the day. And then we got kind of worried that that might be a bit mean. Yeah. Like, you know, it's fine when it's me and we rip the shit out of me out of fucking things that I wrote 100 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other people who don't know that we're doing it. It can be, yeah. And yeah. we don't know if, we don't know how invested they are. Yeah. You know. And it could really hurt someone's feelings. So yeah. we, we didn't want to do that. So we're like, okay, well, we won't do that then. So what are we going to do? And then we came up with this idea of what if we found the worst fiction possible mm. from published authors mm. that was out there. Because if you publish, you're fair game, as yeah, far as I'm concerned. If you're famous, <laughs> it's okay to take the piss out of you yeah. mercilessly. You got paid for this? Fuck exactly. off. We never did. Yeah. <laughs> 15-year-old me never did. <laughs> so we did a bit of research and we tried to find some possible options. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to read it in our usual way. We'll do. We'll bring it to life with our amazing voice, Tim, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put it out there, and we'll see what works. And maybe the show will evolve as we go through, and we we'll try different things, or we'll do the exact same thing that we did before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think things that are going to be different this time round. Yeah, is there's not going to be any spelling errors because surely Aww. these things have been looked at by a professional I mean if, if we do find something that escapes a proofreader I think we'll pounce on it like a hungry lion <laughs> and it'll be a bit for a hundred yeah. years <laughs> it didn't take much for us to be like right this is a bit that's going to run through yeah. like ten hundred episodes now yeah, yeah. so I think that's going to be different and the other thing for me mm. I'm off the fucking hook now oh my god I, I didn't write any of this no cringe moments no like oh god this horrible horrible thing that I wrote <laughs> not just in terms of quality just m- morals yeah yeah, I'm 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 done. Like, oh, I, I, I am I'm not responsible for any of this. It's fair game. I've done my time. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you paid your debt to society. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> at least I know at this time I won't be cancelling the uh, podcast halfway through an episode. Yeah. So, so MC, what uh-huh. have we actually decided? What is going to be our first? piece of literature that we're going to read our first book our first it's, it's like our favorite child isn't it <laughs> this one is written by uh, a person we all all know and love <laughs> especially the internet is is very much a meme you might know him as fabio Ooh, fabio lavzonzi yeah yeah who's a, a a famed model of course yes from from, from when <laughs> All the years. All the years. He's still modelling. Oh, I think he might have retired. Like okay, recently. Well, what was his heyday? I would say the eighties, surely. The eighties, like mid eighties, late eighties. Yeah, yeah, and nineties as well. He had a good run in the nineties. If, if no one's ever seen a picture of Fabio, maybe mm. we'll put one up on social media or just Google it yourself. Yeah, you know, I mean, grown-ups. we've got a collection. Yeah, so. <laughs> framed. <Yeah. laughs> but he he is the eighties. I think. 
he's he's like a, a buff shirtless guy, long flowing hair, covered in oil. <laughs> He was, he was known mainly for being on the cover of like Mills and Boone romance novel yes. kind of things. The, the quintessential stud muffin, you might say. Yes, yeah. like a housewife's choice, kind of. <laughs> and he wrote a series of books? Well, um, I, I'm going to... I wrote a bit. Oh, OK. Oh, <laughs> so, you've got like a biography, have you? Yes. Right. <laughs> well, someone rudely interrupted me. <laughs> Fabio Lanzonzi. <laughs> Don't do it in that voice. Fabio. <laughs> Not Tifa. <laughs> <laughs> Fabio Lanzonzi. Famed model, actor, musician, former altar boy, spokesperson for I Can't Believe It's Not Butter. (laughs) And most importantly, writer. Born in Milan in 1959 to to the owner of a conveyor belt company. Hang on, what? Yep, his dad. Uh Fabio was discovered in the gym at the tender age of 14 by one of the biggest photographers in Europe. Oh dear. I know. It was five years later when, against his parents' advice, he dropped out of university and moved to New York where his modelling career really took off. As a side note, I did actually try and find out what uh, degree he was doing. Oh, okay. But I couldn't find it anywhere. Oh, well, obviously, like, English lit, you know, yeah. like, or yes, something. Yeah, That's true. What doing. true, true. All the classics. Yeah. We're not here to talk about his looks, though. We're here to talk about his words. <laughs> the world had to wait until 1993 for his first book, Too Pirate. Long. Published the same year as his appearance in the television series Acapulco Heat. (laughs) Please tell me you found out what that was. No. (laughs) Some sort of police thing, I think. Oh. I can't remember if... Was he a bartender? I can't remember. It sounds like like an erotic thriller or something. We'll have to watch it. Yeah, we will, obviously. Uh, Seven more books appeared over the next five years before his muse withered, and sadly, he seems to have stopped writing since then. But let us not dwell on what the world has lost. Instead... (laughs) Let's cherish the gift he has given us. <laughs> Today we will be bringing you Pirate by Fabio. That was beautiful. Thank that you. was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Wow, I'm very touched. I that. mean, I'll never be a writer like Fabio, obviously. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad we've learned some more about the man behind the words. I know, it's not just the young, I can't believe it's not Butter <laughs> spokesperson. For um, decades, apparently, from what I saw. Oh, like his, he feels quite strongly about. I can't believe it's not butter. Oh, I really hope there's like uh, like a product placement within the book, <gasps> and these like pirates, but they start slathering like all butter over yes. themselves and stuff like that. So, pirates is a romantic novel, mm-hmm. I do believe. Yes, I, I think it was co-written. Uh, there's a couple of names on the actual book. Yeah, I know some of his. I can't remember if all of his stuff is co-written or just some of right, it. Right. Okay. Which does upset me greatly because I, I, I want pure Fabio. I know. Well, know? we all want pure Fabio. <laughs> So that's what we're going to be doing. It's Pirates by Fabio. Mm-hmm. We're going to read it in the same way. Shall we get into it, MC? I can't wait. <laughs> well, here we go. It is Pirates, Chapter 1 by Fabio. So before we get into the actual words, MC, mm-hmm. let's take a look at the cover. Is that Fabio on the cover? It's a very low-resolution image, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure... I don't know, he sure. actually looks like that. <laughs> He's just too sexy that if he was fully pixelated, we wouldn't be able to handle that's it. That's true, that's true. Uh, but yes, as as always, he is, of course, shirtless with his glorious locks blowing in the wind. <laughs> uh, he has a, a cheeky little sash, a red sash mm-hmm. tied around his waist. Symbolism. And I assume he's wearing leather trousers. I can't tell, oh, but yes. probably. And he's holding a rope in oh. Grasped firmly, <laughs> the most piratey of all yeah. things. Ropes. <laughs> Ropes. <laughs> so is he? Is he the main character, or is it? I 
don't believe he is. I don't think he actually appears in it, but it might be a um, bit of a self-insert sort of okay. character. I don't know. Uh, we'll loosely based we'll on him, out. maybe. And of course. Okay, well, let's do it. Off the South Carolina coast, September 1742. A fire blazed on the distant island, etching the night sky with a haze of crimson as the sound of screams and the acrid acrid smell of smoke filled the air. I'm transported already. (laughs) Uh, It's a shame it's not claret haze, you know, that would have been been very fitting for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can't expect Fabio to have reached your level of writing. That's true. I mean, this probably came out about the same time that I wrote Tamora Gason, so, you know. Were you inspired? Were you secretly reading Pirate by Fabio? <laughs> I ripped off Fabio. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I did Utterly Butterly instead, so. <laughs> With the sea breeze whipping about his tall, powerful body. I'm hard already. Marco <laughs> Glaviano stood on the quarterdeck of the... Brigantine? Brigantine La Spada. It's not based on Fabio, but Marco is a completely unique character. <laughs> someone completely different. He's also tall and jacked. <laughs> and Italian. I like the description of tall, powerful body. Mm. Like, oh, straight away, I'm, I'm a bit sweaty, you yeah. know? Yeah. Spyglass raised, he watched the slaughter on Edisto Island, half a league to port. Oh, piratey, saying half a league <laughs> to port. Yeah. How how far is a league? Yeah. Cool. Well, it's the, like half a league, but twice as long. I got it. I just got it. Yep, yep cool. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why Fabio was successful and I wasn't. <laughs> While the wind whistled in the rigging and the ship's timbers groaned, mm, sexy, he observed cottages and plantation homes ablaze and Spanish pirates chasing the helpless English citizens. Oh, no. Men, women, and children with sabres cruelly slashing. The English have never done anything bad historically, (laughs) so... That's right, Rishi Sunak. Yay! (laughs) Also, I read that wrong because I thought it was men, women, and children with sabres. But I I forgot it broke it up in the actual text. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That that would have been really cool. A bunch of kids with swords cutting down... The horrible melee seemed almost obscenely incongruous. Yep. Cool. On such a mild September night when the sea gleamed with tranquil splendour. It's a good little bit of, uh, you know, contrast. So the sort of the calm of the sea as he sort of, you know, you can imagine Marco just sailing along peacefully, <laughs> rubbing his body with oil. <laughs> and then he's with, I can't believe it's not butter. And he sees a bunch of children with swords just <laughs> attacking around, English screaming. people. <laughs> I, I, I'd imagine his like lovely locks are just billowing oh, in the wind. Yeah, you know, maybe a single tear. Oh, nice! At the, at the senseless slaughter. Nothing sadder than children with the swords. <laughs> <laughs> and apart from that time, I ran out of. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Marco's helmsman Giuseppe spoke up from his post at the wheel. Carlos, at work again, Cappuccino. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the voice. He sounds back. quite bold. He sounds like he should be the captain. Well, I, I think he's probably like learnt from Marco quite a lot. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, okay. he's, he, he started out as a, like a kind of timid man. Okay. And then he's been with Marco, and now he's like, ha. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. Just sail around <laughs> in dramatic prose. It's going ha. <laughs> I'm gonna do that next time I'm in the post office. <laughs> Marco nodded grimly. I must assume our enemy is raiding the English cotton plantations in retaliation. After four of his companies swung at Hangman's Point in Charlestown ten days past. 
He made a sound of contempt. How I hate the Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Just when we thought we'd escape the racism. (laughs) Oh, Fabio slash Marco. (laughs) But, so... Wait, was it the Spanish children that had swords or the English children that had swords? We know they're Spanish pirates and English citizens. The Spanish pirates must be children. Right, and Marco is Italian and Giuseppe are Italian? Like, I'm just guessing here. (laughs) (laughs) Not to stereotype anyone's name or anything, but, you know. (laughs) The other creamer is actually called Pasta. (laughs) Giuseppe chuckled. That does not stop you from bedding Rosa. His hatred of the Spanish, or the, he, the whole yeah, thing that's he happening. He doesn't. He doesn't. He hates the Spanish, but he'll still bed them if they're oh, hot. Oh, because Rosa, right? Again, not a stereotypical like Hispanic name <laughs> or anything. Just <laughs> Marco smiled wryly. There is a vast difference between sporting with a Spanish woman and wanting to skewer her countrymen. I'm glad they put it that way around. <laughs> to be honest with you, like a sporting, I was a bit uncomfortable with, but like, yeah, yeah. Giuseppe, a slightly built man with dark hair and eyes. Oh, <laughs> dark eyes. I thought he meant he just had eyes. Like, <laughs> it's not the other podcast, okay? Giuseppe, a slightly built man with dark hair and eyes, threw back his head and laughed. I told you they'd do that. Ha ha ha! Perhaps not so subtle a difference. After all. Amicomo, mio. Amicomio? The way, I thought you were going to go into Cockney there, because you said, like, mio. I was going to, like, my old China. <laughs> I don't know what that's, that word that's means. That's Italian for my old China. Oh, right, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's Italian Cockney slang. Yeah, yeah, yeah got you. I made a distinction between a sabre and a pike. Penis. <laughs> yeah, which one? <laughs> God. There's all these, like, shit going down around them off the I boat, know. and they're just like, haha, banter. Marco appeared far from amused by Giuseppe's bawdy humour as he again raised his spyglass and watched the Spanish pirate plunge his cutlass through the back of an Englishman, while another whoreson threw down a hysterical woman and slashed her through a nightgown. Oh. Oh, my God. They're, they're planning unpleasant activities. Oh, I okay. I wasn't expecting it to be like this. Well, yeah. Do we the, read the I line? Think we... Or do we leave it? Yeah, it's it, it's what you might expect from a pantomime evil Spanish pirate. Yeah, it's a very well, horrible pirate. In oh my god, I, I yeah. wasn't expecting that. I yeah. thought it was fun and frolics on the sea, Absolutely but nope. not. Nope. Gonna, I guess they just want to set him up as villains. So when he like slaughters them all. Hey, do you know that does connect with Torgason though? Because one <laughs> thing I did when I was really incompetent writer was we're like oh how can i make them evil i know i'll just give them all the evil traits yeah all the known crimes (laughs) (laughs) oh this is a very specific crime anyway moving on he groaned and lowered the spyglass how he abhorred which is hard to say there's a lot of sounds in Mm. there how he abhorred the violence in this world that impelled him to respond in kind he need not pray to Il Dio to know what he should do here. Dio, the uh, metal guy, did Holy Diver. That's a music joke. Is it? It wasn't very good. I don't get it. Okay. I get that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Let us make for the island and see what damage we can do to our, our enemies. It does not sit well with me. Women and children being raped and slaughtered in this manner. Is Marco the good guy? Is he our <laughs> no. protagonist? He's a bit of an anti-hero. <laughs> 
yes, I do not like that vicious crime. <laughs> Maybe I'll stop it after I've bedded Rosa three more times. With a mumbled, see, si, Catino. Giuseppe turned the wheel to port. <laughs> I just keep reading innuendos into everything, and yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Marco shouted orders to his crew. Well, the seamen, done it again. Scrambled. Scrambled. (laughs) Done it again. (laughs) Hauling sails and trimming the yards. (laughs) You're getting a bit wild down there, so it might be an idea. Marco smeared his face with soot, checked the load in his pistol and the edge of his cutlass. Remembering the carnage witnessed through his spyglass. It was like three seconds ago. How was he going to forget that? Uh, it wasn't much of a brain, Del Marco. Like, oh, goldfish. Oh, it's good gold. What's that? What's her name, Rosa? <laughs> Remembering the carnage witnessed through his spyglass, he felt rage churn inside him as he recalled how the Spanish had tortured and killed his very own father. I feel worried that, like, if I ever met Fabio and I asked him what he thought of the Spanish, what the answer would be. Yeah, not good things, I don't think. Because apparently, they don't sell, I, don't, I can't believe it's not butter in Spain at all. <laughs> And Marco remembers everything as well. Marco Glaviano had been born and raised in Venice. <laughs> so Italian. Four years ago, his father, the Venetian ambassador to Spain, had been accused of spying in that foreign land and had been turned over to the Inquisition to meet a horrible fate. Something, something. No one ever expects a Spanish <laughs> After hearing of her husband's death, Marco's mother had wasted away from a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> Like Padme in Star Wars. <laughs> At the age of 18, Marco had become a man without a family, having lost his only sister, Bianca, to a fever. This is like the plot of Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> Which makes me like it more, I'm not going to lie. Well, this was, of course, the inspiration for... <laughs> At the age of 18, Marco had become a man without a family, having lost his only sister, Bianca, to a fever years earlier. Anguished and embittered, he had taken to the seas as a pirate, with a crew gathered from amongst his own countrymen. He had become a man who shunned convention and the practice of formal religion. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> eventually, he had arrived in the new world. I, I, I feel like we've skipped a lot there. Like, <laughs> he must have had a lot of adventures then, right? It's just like, okay, parents dead, sister dead, pirate, and now I'm here. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then some things happened, and now I'm a privateer. <laughs> Eventually, he had arrived in the New World, where an offer from the British Admiral at Charlestown had at last afforded him his opportunity for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Here's tomorrow, Gason. <laughs> he had signed up as a privateer with the English in their war against Spain over colonies and the sea lanes. Okay. Do you know much about this era in time of, of like history and stuff? I, th- I know the privateer thing is basically that you could s- legally be a pirate so long as you only raided like your country's enemies' ships, uh, basically. Okay. So mm. it was like a bit of... It wasn't great. No, no. But I'm a bit disappointed in Marco. I thought he was a proper rebel, you know, but he's thrown in with the English. He's, he's so bitter and twisted with the, the revenge and hatred against the Spanish that... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'll do true. anything. It's all the, the, you know, when his father was cut down by those Spanish children with swords, <laughs> he swore revenge. As the hull of the La Spada. We should look up what La Spada means because I want it to Ooh. be like big dick or something like that, you know, like huge balls. I reckon it means sword or Ooh. like a type of sword. I'm okay. guessing. I'm guessing. All right, we'll look that up. As the hull of La Spada scraped the edge of a sandbar, Marco gave orders to strike the sails, drop anchor. And lower the long... Again, I'm just reading innuendos into all of this. Lower the long boat. I think that says more about me than the text. It's very long. 
<laughs> and a boat. And <laughs> <laughs> Leaving his lieutenant in charge, he quickly chose seven of his trustiest men, including Claudio, his quartermaster, and Luigi. Okay, cool. <laughs> yep, there we are. <laughs> Mario was below deck yeah. still. <laughs> it was bedding peach. His boats, his boats swain to accompany him on his mission of mercy. Is it going to be mercy, or is he just going to kill a load of Spanish people? He's, those those kids had it coming. <laughs> the eight clambered down the rope and cleat ladder into the longboat and quietly rowed for shore, with Marco uttering terse instructions for their mission. So he's now like twenty-two or something. He's the captain of a privateer vessel. He's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah. Isn't he? yeah. The men beached their craft and crept through the marsh grasses, advancing stealthily towards the raging flames, the screams, and the carnage. Marco signalled to his party to spread out, while he himself sprinted off towards the Spaniard he had spotted raping the English woman. The yep. fat bastard was rutting on the frail, shrieking female like a bloody pig. Nice. This is a romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Marco leapt in to rescue the woman, yanking the villain off her. The startled man tottered on his feet for a moment before anger mobilised him. Without even bothering to button his gaping breeches, the Spaniard drew out his cutlass and charged at Marco with a howl of rage. Marco sidestepped the lunge and engaged the man, deftly blocking blows while responding with quick, aggressive strokes and nimble <laughs> footwork. <laughs> oh, it's going to oh, be dear. so hard to oh, get through no. this. Oh, no. <laughs> the two locked swords with a shrill shriek. <laughs> and Marco shoved the man back. He ducked as his adversary sprang forward again, aiming a mighty slice at his neck. Surging upward, Marco felled the man with a thrust to his midsection. Yeah, he did. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I I really can't decide if it's meant to be written in this kind of, like, semi-innuendo-heavy way, or if it is just us. I think it's us. It is us? I think it's us. That's... I don't know. Maybe the whole point of these books is to just make everything sexual. Maybe. Because it's definitely written in a sort of... Pulpy? Pulpy, yeah. yeah porny. But... Like, I don't yeah. know. It's... It's, it's got... It, it reads like porn film acting. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Which, again, says a lot about us. <laughs> and our level of acting. <laughs> Marco quickly turned to the woman, staring compassionately at her distraught face-battered features. Face-battered features? Distraught face. Distraught face-battered... Like, yeah. <laughs> I just, sure, okay. At her dis- okay, no. Staring compassionately at her distraught face, battered features and haunted eyes. Oh, he leaned over. They don't use commas. <laughs> well, they've got hyphens, which yeah. makes sense, but you need a space. And that's probably because the yes. copy of the book that we... Right. Oh, so we can't blame Fabio with the publishers for this. Mm, not sure we can. Oh, that's a shame. Okay. That's fine. That's going to make it interesting going forwards. But I'm going to read it how it is on the page. Okay. Staring compassionately at her distraught face, battered features and haunted eyes, he leaned over, pulling down her gown and helping her to her feet. Like, re-clothing her. Okay. Yeah. Go hide in the fields, woman. He ordered gruffly and remained there until the danger has passed. She nodded convulsively and stumbled off. I've never nodded convulsively, have you? (laughs) All the time. (laughs) What does it mean, convulsively? I thought that was like Like if you were like in a fit. Right, okay. Yeah. Marco was watching her flee to safety when another corsair jumped out at him with cutlass flashing. Marco swung his weapon, deflecting the stroke. 
For several seconds, the air was rent by the sound of steel striking steel as the two danced about deftly, whacking and lunging at each other, <laughs> dodging swings and parrying blows. Like, can you imagine like, if there was like soft poor music underneath this? Oh, yeah. It would definitely add to it. I think. <laughs> just, just change the, 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 the sound so instead of the steel on steel, it's just like... Two, two, like two salamis, just kind of whacking each other. Marco drew first blood, slicing his opponent across the forearm and enraging the man to the point of carelessness. With a scream of fury, his foe lunged forward for the kill, only to be knocked unconscious by the flat side of Marco's well-aimed cutlass. So Marco is definitely someone who's handy in a fight. Yeah, he can look after himself. Yeah, yeah, because there was no kind of hint before he became a pirate of his like combat training. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe dueling was big in Venice. We know that from Assassin's Creed too, right? (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Marco caught his breath. His blue eyes scanned the landscape and he blinked at the stinging smoke. Grimly, he watched several of his men engage the other pirates. It was his nemesis, Carlos. Good, we did go for a stereotypical (laughs) name for the Spanish guy. Is this Carlos who killed his father? Oh, that's why I thought it was like his nemesis. Oh, maybe. We just happened to find him. Oh, maybe. I hope so. Wow. I mean, they're going straight into it. It's just the end of the book. Is it like <laughs> 10 pages long? And that's it. hasn't it. banged anyone yet, so no. <laughs> he bedded Rosa off page. It was his nemesis, Carlos. He sought Carlos. He so yearned to defeat. Wait, what? Yeah. He sought Carlos. He so yearned to defeat. Yeah. I guess we are going to get bad grammar in this one. Okay. It was his nemesis, Carlos. He sought Carlos, he so yearned to defeat, here on this battleground, where any man was fair game, and not in port, where the two men were required to walk as equals. Uh, uh he, all right, okay. <laughs> sure thing, Fabio. <laughs> I can just like, see him, like, typing away at that. Oh, it's a good line, that, yeah. That's how he sounds, Fabio. Yeah, it's good, that one. <laughs> Stops to take another spoon of, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> As the best privateers their respective countries had to offer, he and the notorious Spaniard had clashed repeatedly throughout this bitter war. Okay, so they've clashed repeatedly. Mm-hmm. We're just going to... Don't worry about that. Just In one sentence, to tell you what it is, that's fine. Well, but, I mean, we're, we're setting out the background, aren't we? Into, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Just as he spotted his towering Emmy... Emmy? Just as he spotted his towering enemy swinging his cutlass... The Emmy is what he won for his role in Acapulco <laughs> Heat. <laughs> watch it don't we yeah yeah oh do you think there's a script for it because <gasps> we talked about doing some scripts as well that's for this true that's true so maybe that that'll be a nice little tie-in i don't even know where acapulco is somewhere where fabio near venice was. yeah <laughs> <laughs> just as he spotted his towering enemy swinging his cutlass in the distance his gaze was abruptly seized by a child in a nightgown and rapper who emerged from a nearby cottage one of the few remaining structures not ablaze. What's a rapper? Like, because it's W R A P E R, not like like Fifty Cent didn't burst his way out and be like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm here now." <laughs> she was a striking creature, surely no more than twelve. Oh no! Tall and slender, her thick light brown hair streaked by the sun and blowing in the breeze. Well, I'm uncomfortable. Yep. It gets worse. Her face was lovely, long and angular, her mouth full, her chin uh-huh. strong, her upturned nose and large eyes, perfect in every detail. Why did we pick this as the first one to do as we came back? This was a mistake. Oh, boy. It's, it's written in the 90s. Yeah. This is not okay. Yeah. If it was in the 1700s, maybe we'd give Fabio a pass, but no. 
Two things at once struck him about her. She was the most beautiful child he had ever seen. And unlike the others, she betrayed no fear. Indeed, she was staring at him quite boldly. Okay. Times have changed. Uh, Clearly this island belongs to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Is that Trump running in the distance? <laughs> Christina Abbott had been sleeping when the smell of smoke and the sounds of the horrible melee awakened her. She had just ventured out from her cottage when she spotted the giant of a pirate standing across from her on the beach. Now she stared at him, fascinated, mesmerised. He wore a leather vest with no shirt. <laughs> it's fine. We're sexualising Fabio now, which is fine. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin used to do that when he came to the ring. <laughs> he wore a leather vest with no shirt and bandolier sheathing pistols and daggers. The moonlight gleamed on his smooth, powerful shoulders and arms, the silvery light glinting off his single gold earring and the deadly cutlass he held in his hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now it's getting good. <laughs> what? I like the way that if this is Marco that she's describing, like the sexiest bit in it so far is when Marco has been described by Fabio. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's... <laughs> also, what would make shoulders not smooth? Hairy, I guess, oh, okay. or like maybe like if they were very bulky in a sort of real kind of yeah. I was kind of thinking kind of like way. he's just muscle, so you can't see any of his bones, like his yeah. collarbone and stuff. It's just a flat muscle. I think it's, it's sort of like a um, you know, he's jacked, but it's not like bulky bodybuilder yeah. jacked. He's, got he's like pops. like a dancer. Right, right, okay. The moonlight gleamed off his smooth, powerful shoulders and arms. The silvery light glinting off his single gold earring and the deadly cutlass he held in his hand. The wind rippled his Turkish trousers against his hard thigh muscles. (laughs) I don't know what Turkish trousers are, but I'm curious now. Yeah, I mean, the wind's rippling them. Yeah, they must be baggy. But also, they must flatten against his hard thigh muscles They must be very sort of fine material. Yeah, yeah. With his blackened face, long blonde hair and blue eyes that seemed to burn out at her in the night... He appeared to Christina's childish imagination as the most glorious barbarian she had ever seen, like some mythical raider out of the Arabian Nights. Has she seen a lot of barbarians? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, mate? You're, you're top ten, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've seen a lot of barbarians on this island owned by Jeffrey Epstein. Um, Are many barbarians blonde? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oddly, she felt no fear of the fierce conqueror and was instead instantly captivated by his rugged beauty. Well, she wouldn't be the first. (laughs) Also, he had a nice plate of butter on him as well. (laughs) In the split second after his eyes had locked with the girls, Marco watched a Spaniard make a dive for her. In the space of a heartbeat, he drew out his cutlass and leapt between them, engaging the man in fierce swordplay. Wielding his cutlass aggressively as he advanced, Marco slayed his adversary quickly, lest the Ravenger bring any harm to the girl. Yeah, because she's perfectly safe with Marco, clearly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fine, yeah. As his opponent crumpled to the ground, Marco turned back to the child, feeling astonished that she revealed no trepidation at having watched him kill a man indeed. I know, it's... it's, it's the it's hyphens it's, are yeah, back, yeah. yeah. She still held his gaze, raptly. Then he again spotted his adversary, Carlos. In the, I'm going to say that with disdain. Oh, you should. Every, every time we get to it. Fucking Carlos. <laughs> Then he again spotted his adversary, 
Carlos oh. in the distance, <laughs> steadily approaching them as he whacked away with his cutlass. <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> There's a lot of repeated words and like adjects like whacked and cutlass and savage and aggressive. Like it's almost like it's not very good. <laughs> Should we should we club together and get uh, Fabio a thesaurus? No, yeah, do not change him. <laughs> He's perfect. Should he stay and fight, risk the possibility that Carlos or one of his band of predators might grab the girl? She appeared all alone, with no protector in sight. Had her family already been lost in the slaughter? The Spaniards would... Mm. Yeah, her. He thought with revulsion. Yeah, I'm sure you're having pure thoughts, Marco. <laughs> What some of Carlos's men would do with this child would be much worse. Oh, boy. Oh, God. The knowledge filled him with a disgust bordering on physical malaise. Good. <laughs> good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Staring into her guileless eyes, Marco quickly made a decision. Here was one prize that would not be plundered this night. Oh. Cool. Let's not objectify children or anything. Oh. Cool. Oh. Thanks, Marco. You're the good guy. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I thought yeah. I was I was looking forward to this. I was like, well, fine, it won't be me that feels bad. And no, I just feel horrible. Well, yeah, I don't have anything good to say. I'm, I'm hoping this is just like a little setting up this thing. And then, you know, 10 years later or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, please. <laughs> oh, no, because then he'll be fucking married to her or something. We don't want that. He spoke to her rapidly and urgently. Cara, you are not safe here. The Spanish pillagers will hurt you. Did will she, you come with me? Did she tell her? No. What, did, no? Did she say what her name was? I'm going to look back. Because uh, if we missed it, I'm, I'm not going to blame us. But, oh, but her name is Christina Abbott. But has she said that to Marco? Did, how do you get Cara from Christina? <laughs> is, maybe Cara maybe isn't the name. Maybe it's like uh, Italian pet name or word for something. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Cara, you're not safe here. The Spanish pillagers will hurt you. Will you come with me? She nodded and smiled. Realising the need to bear her to safety in haste, he closed the distance between them, hooked an arm around her slim waist, oh God, and heaved her over his shoulder. She resisted him, not at all. Oh God. And she felt light as a feather. An unaccustomed tenderness choked his heart. And again, he thought of Bianca, the sister who had never gotten the chance to grow into lovely womanhood. Okay, well, it's sort of, it was like, okay, well, you know, reminds him of his sister and that's why he feels strongly about her. Uh But then the the phrase lovely womanhood kind of sleezed its way into there. (laughs) I I kind of wonder if it's not Marco we should be worried about, but Fabio. Yeah. (laughs) This child would. He had not been able to save his sister, but this precious life he would defend. He glanced around them to reconnoitre the battle. Carlos had slipped out of sight. His own men had done what good they could, slaying several of the ransackers, and the other marauders were fleeing, man in their longboat. But Marco did not trust the bastardi. The bastardi! (laughs) I like that. It was good. Yeah. But Marco did not trust the bastardi. They would return later when the danger had lessened. And mm. pillage at their leisure. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of that word in this, isn't it? There? really is. Just in case you weren't sure that the bad guys. <laughs> this child they would never touch. Marco whistled a signal to the others to retreat and strode off towards his longboat with the girl. 
I feel like he strodes a lot. He's he's a strider. <laughs> he's definitely yeah. a strider. He's not really much for waddling. <laughs> <laughs> like even if he shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> Proudly his, stride down his Turkish trousers <laughs> against the hard shit in his pants. <laughs> Even if his shit is muscular, his shit is muscular and has long blonde hair. <laughs> like Christina remembered from the Arabian Nights. <laughs> Yet before he had proceeded ten yards, a shrieking bent crone in a nightgown and bedcap rushed at him and attacked his back with both fists flying. Marco turned on his assailant with cutlass drawn, the girl still dangling over one shoulder. He scowled magnificently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could scowl magnificently. Yeah, that sounds like a really difficult thing to do. But it's really good, though. Like, if anyone started shit with you, you just scowl magnificently at them. <laughs> I do feel like you'd need the hair so yeah. you could, like, whip round. Oh, and like, yeah. Boom. And, like, a loose flowing shirt. Or no shirt. Or in Turkish trousers. Yeah. <laughs> or just a leather vest and nothing else. <laughs> He scowled magnificently at the fierce little woman who confronted him with hands bald and bloodlust gleaming in her dark, beady eyes. Clearly one of the English. (laughs) Desist, woman, or meet your death, Marco roared. (laughs) The woman did not back down an inch. Release that girl, you bloody heathen, or I shall see you in hell this very night. Who is the child to you? Marco demanded. I am her nurse. Marco snorted contemptuously (laughs) and started off towards the longboat. As her nurse, you should be far more concerned with their safety. I shall not leave this girl here to be molested by the Spanish when they return later this night. And what do you propose doing with the child, my fond barbarian? The nurse hissed as she raced alongside Marco. I propose taking her to a place of safety. He snapped. Then I shall be coming along with both of you. The woman insisted. What I really hope is that the romance blooms between the nurse and Marco. (laughs) No, it'll be Giuseppe. Giuseppe and the nurse will uh, will get it on. (laughs) By now, they were striding. See, they're more striding. Always, that's what he does. He's either striding or... uh, What the other one was? Was it just striding I think he just strides. He just strides, okay. By now, they were striding through the surf toward the longboat. Is the nurse striding as well? Is his stride so powerful it infects other people around him so they stride as well? Well, she's trying to keep up with him, right? So I'd imagine the only way to keep up with Marco... Well, you know what they say. The only way to keep up with a strider is to stride (laughs) also, even if you're a nurse. That old chestnut. (laughs) I'm going to scowl magnificently at that. By now they were striding through the surf towards the longboat. Very well, woman, Marco said disgustedly. He's taking the child from her. <laughs> Why is he so... Like... But she's ugly, Chip. <laughs> and she's old. She's oh, a woman who isn't sexually attractive. Therefore she has no value there to this man. Go. Right, there I go, see, yeah. I understand. Very well, woman, Marco said disgustedly. But if you value your life, I should advise you to curb that loose tongue of yours. The nurse was wisely silent as Marco... Pl- oh, good, yeah, she's, she's, she's right to be quiet and shut up. Yeah, of course. The nurse was wisely silent as Marco placed the child into the longboat, handed the nurse in, then hopped aboard himself. What, like, into, like, lost property or something? <laughs> as Luigi... Oh, I love Luigi. He's my favourite character. 
As Luigi slipped in beside them, he glanced askance at the girl and the nurse, then quirked a brow at his captain. He glanced askance at the girl and the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> then quirked a brow at his captain. Something, something, owl and the pussycat. <laughs> Have you resorted to carrying off children, boss? He teased. <laughs> there we go. That's, we're saving that accent for <laughs> Luigi. the one character that needed it. Marco glared at his boatswain. I am saving the rest of this girl's childhood. And see that you curb your loose tongue, man. He's been so angry so far. Yeah. I look forward to seeing him in soften as he begins his love affair with a nurse. <laughs> and Luigi. As long as Carlos doesn't turn up again. The chastened Luigi fell silent. It is like the Mario Brothers, isn't it? And Mario's always doing that. <laughs> Shut up, Luigi. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, I'm, go- I'm going out with Yoshi. You can't come. Is that the Bob Hoskins Mario? <laughs> <laughs> if I see Bowser, that fucking cut's going down, mate. I don't give a shit. Oh, Bowser's the Carlos. <laughs> the chastened Luigi fell silent, and once all had boarded, the other members of Marco's crew regarded the girl and her nurse with wary glances as they rode back towards the brigantine. Meanwhile, La Spada's cannon boomed out as Marco's gunners took aim at Carlos's sloop, setting sail to the south of them. He would have a sloop. What is a sloop? It's a type of boat. I like Ship. the word sloop. Yeah. Okay. I like Carlos. <laughs> Marco cursed as he watched the shots explode harmlessly in the water, missing the out-of-range vessel as it made off into the night. And that's where we're going to leave part one of Pirates. Well, <laughs> well, there were some bits that made us uncomfortable. What did we think of Pirates so far, MC? Oh, wow. Um, uh, mm. Yeah. Okay, so putting the, the the bits aside. Yeah, the nasty bits. Yeah. Which was a lot of it. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing about bodice rippers, right? They're still sort of notorious for kind of, yeah, the, you know, that kind of shit. In yeah, that. yeah, true. Um I guess it speaks to a lot of his Fabio's writing ability. I think I think it's just I think it's just that genre is kind of notorious for for that. Sure. So I don't know, give them the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Uh, well, we'll see where it goes yeah, before we well, do that. That's true. We'll put that on hold. For yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I suspect that it, this is very. I, Surprisingly, I haven't really read any Mills and Boone shit. Have you not? I know. Do you know, know, but in all seriousness, I thought you might have as a just kind of like, I was going to say experiment, but that's not what I meant. But like in terms of just a curiosity, like what is it actually like? That sounds like something I would have done, to be fair. <laughs> like I read two pages of Fifty Shades of Grey at one point, yeah. and it was the most awful thing I've ever read, yeah. and I stopped. <laughs> um, but there was a curiosity there, yeah, you no, know? That's it's true. like, I might read the back of a Dan Brown novel at some point, true. you know, just be like, yeah, all right. And I read down. a Dan Brown one. I think Did, I read Dan Brown. I think I've what? two. Why? They were, they were bad but entertaining but bad. And they take like half an hour to read. I think we'd never do Dan Brown on here because I think he's too competent of a writer in terms of grammar to, <laughs> to appear here. <laughs> but it's not quite Yeah, dumb it's enough. not quite, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we do have, we've got material in mind. Oh yes, we so have, yeah. yeah. But yeah, back to back to Pirate. Uh-huh. Um, so other than here... Um, <laughs> Uh, I did enjoy the, again, like you said earlier, I'm not sure if it's just us or if it's the book, how everything is just kind of (laughs) penis-shaped. Basically, everything's a cock. Yeah. I've been trying to take that out because I feel like every sentence we'd have to stop and be like, right? Yeah. But I I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want that to be the bit of the whole show. We'll leave it for the audience. Every time you think something's a bit penis-y, just go, (laughs) right? Unless a really obvious 
big one turns unless up. Unless it's then... an actual cock. <laughs> <laughs> In which well, case, applaud politely. <laughs> Drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we met Marco. Yeah. And we've kind of learned his well character. Yeah, he's he's you know he's obviously um, rippling muscles and all the rest <laughs> of it. But he's 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 bitter, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's yeah. consumed by his thirst for revenge against Carlos. Do you think the romance of the nurse mm. will kind of you know, soften him and exactly. he'll learn more to exactly. love and maybe he'll let Carlos go, Carlos go at some point? It's, it's part of the fantasy, isn't it? Of like the, yeah. the sort of the rugged sort of wild man that you kind of tame. With smooth shoulders. And, yeah, and he holds you in his arms and you feel safe. <laughs> And do we think Christina slash Kara is going to become a main character, like a mainstay? I mean, yeah. Like adopted sister, it seems to be where that's oh. going. I really hope that is where it is going, because very uncomfortable otherwise. I'm hoping, I'm, 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 I've got faith in Fabio that she's going to get to the age of consent uh. before... Oh no! Even then, because that's grooming. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there is. This isn't. A, this isn't a model for a healthy relationship. No. Well, I'm not sure many healthy relationships start with somebody being attacked by pirates. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you don't know how my parents met. So. <laughs> <laughs> but what were you hoping for going forwards with pirates? Um, uh, more, more descriptions of uh, Marco's rippling shoulders. Yes. Yeah, more of the fashion as well. I want to hear yes. about more Turkish, Turkish trousers. trousers and yeah. leather vests. Yes. And things that are hard inside them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'd like some uh, lovable crewmen as well. Yeah. Well, who've we got? We've got Giuseppe so far. We've got uh, Luigi. Uh-huh. Uh, some other guys. Some other guys and the nurse yeah. as well. So that's our crew, I guess, yeah. going forward. I kind of hope... Well, I mean, when we started recording, I was kind of hoping there'd be a, like a steamy sex scene at some oh, point. Oh, not yet. But now I'm a bit worried that that's going to be the case. It's going to be <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully it gets away with that and we can get back to more of the laughter rather than the repulsiveness yeah. of it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you've got any theories as to what is going to happen in Pirates and how much butter Marco is going to consume. No spoilers, though, please. <laughs> I, I would hate. I would be so... So upset if somebody spoiled the intricate <laughs> plot of Pirate by Fabio. I, I kind of want some warnings going forward, so I'm not going to lie. Yeah, content warnings, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, so if you have any trigger warnings or anything like that, there are numerous ways in which you can get in touch. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash how I ripped off podcast. I was going to test you. We're in SoundCloud, uh, probably. Uh, we're still your, SoundCloud? your bit is the Twitter bit. We're on Twitter. At how, how I ripped, ripped off. off. How I ripped off. Yeah, you got most of the words. Well yeah. done. <laughs> there we go. And you can find our entire back catalogue, uh, including our original run on the podcast, which mm-hmm. is a bit different. Mm-hmm. There were pirates though at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're available on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and YouTube and Spotify. I think are the ones that we're on. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> need to check this. <laughs> I need to, then you need to ask them for a rating and a review. If you... <laughs> yeah, what? what? <laughs> ah, improv. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> so, you know, maybe... Yeah. What? Maybe you uh-huh. had... Uh, maybe you were attacked by uh, children with swords <laughs> and you want to make sure that other people know the dangers of this. The, mm. uh, an appropriate way to do it would be to give us a rating and review to mm. spread the word so people can listen to the podcast 
and you know they'll they'll know to keep an eye out for children with cutlasses. <laughs> yeah, it's a good warning for people it's going true. forwards. But it really is like the best way to help out with it the is. show. You can recommend it to all your friends and family as well. That really helps us, word of mouth. Yeah. But the algorithm on these things changes like every half an hour or, or so. The algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you can recommend us to a friend or a family member, tell everyone about us on your socials and leave us a rating and review. Mm-hmm. Leave us five stars based on your malicious scowl. No, what was it? Oh, um, Magnificent Scowl. Magnificent Scowl. Yes. Yeah, five yeah. stars. <laughs>